Welcome back to, to the Shipmanrome. <laughs> live from the Shipmanrome now, but this is I'll, I'll Tell, tell you, you What. Coming to you live in 2020. What? It's been another year. It's been. It's been a new decade. <laughs> so we're here to give you guys some uh, insight on some sports. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah www.duh.com. <laughs> so, who are you? Uh, you got your boy, Jolly John, a.k.a. Chef Boy RD, a.k.a. Piccadilly Reese, a.k.a. Without darkness was your ally. <laughs> <laughs> heard, heard. Okay, okay. And, and uh, uh, who are you, sir? I am Darth Sidious, oh. a.k.a. Ray's grandfather spoiler alert no no we're not even gonna go there <laughs> but uh but really my name is kyle wesley pritchett the fourth junior oh. um and i'm here to bust it up i'm pretty sure your name's dan watanabe oh yes dan watanabe <laughs> <laughs> uh we have a new uh coding to reduce um are recording uh, vibrations and s- feedback this week, guys. So there's a really soft carpet nearby. So if you notice us being very calm, it's because there's a soft, fluffy blanket, and we can just take it easy, and we can like calm down and not have to worry about Auburn. Those freaking tiger. Yes. No. Oh, speaking of Tigers, there was a national championship game filled with them. I was about to say, it was a battle of the Tigers. The Sheer Cons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were all about, you know, who could say it better? Go Tigers. Uh, go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're over here at Clemson. Go Tigers. Dude, they <laughs> definitely they definitely Clemsoned in that game. You Woo-hoo! remember Clemsoning when it was a thing? Uh-huh. You're like, oh, we're really good, but we lose. They really mucked that up. They were mucking and talking. Mucking and talking. Mucking and talking over there. Um, anyway, uh, all jokes aside. What's, what have you been up to for the past few, past month? Why have we not really had well, an actual episode? We've had quite a bit of activity going down in our household with uh christmas holiday um thanksgiving office office parties um thanksgiving i think you know it was just a combination of all that coming together where we just didn't have the time Mm -hmm. to get together and do do our favorite thing here just talk a little podcast i know right a little tell you what a little tell you what (laughs) all right (laughs) all right but it was great. Uh, I enjoyed the time with family. I still kind of feel like we're just now starting to come out of the holidays. holidays yeah, like you can tell people, um, you know, a lot of the vendors at work and everything are becoming a little bit more responsive. Uh, all that kind of goodness. Mm-hmm. Jaffiel, bro. Jaffiel. Jaffiel. Um, I saw it up the like front lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, what uh, have you have you had anything you want to relay to the public here? Uh, happy holidays. Did you want to tell them about your son? Uh, no, nah, I don't have one. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of somebody else. My bad. <laughs> here comes the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Thank you, Beatles. <laughs> um, so on the episode day, everybody's gonna be like, John, I didn't know you had a son. Be like, I did. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I literally don't have a kid, guys. Kyle's just pulling your legs. Yeah. Uh, on the episode, we got a a lot of NBA. Two K. Obviously, we've got you know uh, college football playoff final. We also have what's coming up for NFL. And maybe we'll do some pop culture rather than talk about video games. But video cue the radio still. But um, we'll get to it after this break on I'll Tell You What. Choosy John's Choose Jif. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to... I'll chew that cracker, <laughs> which is what Jolly John is doing right now. <laughs> I had to get him. He's getting, he's got some crackers and peanut butter going over here. So I had to get him at the moment where he was at his most susceptible. And you did. <laughs> Just like the LSU Tigers got the Clemson Tigers on Monday night. Dude, they ran all of them. Though. They I, sure did. Yeah. So guys. Spot score was 42 to 25. We had LSU creaming over the Tigers. I really want to say that it was a really fair game throughout up until about the second half. Would you agree, Kyle? Yes. I do think that uh, – I would say that LSU kind of proved themselves the better team um, probably about midway through the second quarter. They had a chance to go up even bigger. Yeah, they did. Um, and they kind of just like, you know, because of a couple penalties, I couldn't, couldn't capitalize. But you could tell that LSU really, it was their game to lose mm-hmm. at that point. So I think Joe was really feeling the, the buzz coming off of winning the Heisman and being America's number one voted player, athlete and player. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely different. Um, pace in this game than I would say most usual college football games. Uh, I was really bummed. And guys, I'm not the biggest fan of LSU and I'm not the biggest fan of Tigers. Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers. You got to be specific because they're both Tigers. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Kirk Herbstreet made that mistake during the broadcast. He was like, nice play for the Tigers. And Chris Fowler was like, which one? (laughs) (laughs) Which one? (laughs) He's like, oh, Chris, you are so right. Obviously, I met the Clemson Tigers. Because his kids, like, apparently are, like, going to go to Clemson. Uh, he's kind of biased. A little. I do love you, Kirk, though. Yeah. I was going to say. Herbie. Um, so, you know, uh, first quarter was 7-7. Then in the second quarter, Clemson only scored 10. LSU had 21. And then third quarter was 8 points LSU was seven and then the fourth quarter was seven points again that led us up to that 42 to 25 victory right there mm-hmm. on the flip side of that guys I'm gonna just jump into this Joe Burrows was throwing 31 out of 49 attempts that was 463 yards whoa five TDs show me them TDs five passing I believe mm-hmm. he also had a rushing TD as well. Believe uh, I believe he did. Uh, his QBR rating for that was going to be 85.6. Uh, let's flip that over to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was 18 of 30. Uh, sorry, 18 out of 37. Ouch! Yeah, he had about half the yards that Joe Burrows did because he only threw 234 yards. 
and his QBR was only 38.1. Yikes. So both quarterbacks who are supposed to be quote-unquote elite were functioning. Obviously, you just had a more dominant offense because it's SEC, and that's just what SEC does. Yeah, Clemson did not play uh, top-level competition until they played Ohio State. And they played them pretty well, but I think if you go back and watch that game, Ohio State had Clemson's number. They did. And they kind of they kind of let go of the rope for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I kind of think it was the Ohio State quarterback's fault, Justin Fields. Fields yeah. He he could have easily closed the deal on them and he just allowed them to get back in the game pretty much and didn't score. He just let too many opportunities go through his fingers. And eventually Clemson didn't even score that many points. They didn't score 30. So they came in like, haven't you ever heard of? (laughs) 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 So I, I guess my point was just that that, that was the best team Clemson had faced. And, they basically got gifted that victory. They did. So when they, when they faced another really good team in LSU, it just showed. It just yeah, they're you know they're they're in their lack of I guess talent in my opinion at the quarterback position really came through. I mean, here's a stat for you from that game that Go you ahead. won't find in the box score, but they did mention it in the broadcast. Trevor Lawrence had 13 overthrows in the game. That means that he had open receivers and he threw it like so far over them that they didn't have an opportunity to even yeah. catch the ball. 13. And they said that was the most by any quarterback in college in the whole season. Yep. He was LSU doesn't have a dominant defense, nope. guys. He like clearly wasn't ready. And I'll be honest with he you. Wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And he struggled at the beginning of this season. I'll give it to him. He did play well towards the end. But again, didn't play against much competition. Threw a pick against Ohio State. Yep. Um, and even last year in the national championship game, people forget his receivers really bailed him out. There were yes, some crazy did. catches in that game last year. And he was not overly accurate. So I think it'll be very interesting seeing – him next season because he is a sophomore he will be a junior next year see how he improves or declines or stays the same so speaking on that as you have people uh leaving and returning Mm -hmm. uh let's talk real quick Tua is Tua is officially declared for the nfl draft Mm -hmm. um so he will not be coming back to university of alabama so that leaves the uh, quarterback position wide open. Mm-hmm. So right now we have the number one ranked uh, quarterback prospect, five-star quarterback recruit from high school. He will be joining the Tide this spring early enrollee. So he'll get spring practice with everybody. We still have Mac Jones, yeah. who probably will improve a little bit. Um, and then we also have Tua's younger brother, Talia Tungavailoa. So you'll be seeing those three battle for the starting job. Mm-hmm. Um, my money right now is probably on Mac Jones starting the season. Okay, and they'll probably split time with. Uh, That's what I was going to say. There. With the other ones, that but, sounds like a saving mm-hmm. move. Yeah. yeah. But supposedly this guy, his name is Bryce Young, the high school recruit that's coming in, that five-star quarterback. Yeah. They say he is the really, truth. really good. Yeah, like he's a dual threat as well. Okay. So and his name is Bryce. Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so Joe Burrows has also declared, has he not? Yes, he is actually, uh, he had already graduated. So he was a graduate, uh, player student, this yeah. year. Yeah. Student. And so he is out of eligibility. So he will be going into the draft. He is pretty much the consensus, consensus number one overall pick right now. Yeah. Because with to his injury that like, if yeah, you had them boy, both, my boy didn't even get in there. I'm, and, a, little, I'm a little Herbert, salty. Yeah, he, no, he's still so right now. Mel Kiper has him at number three, right. just behind Tua. So it'll probably be those three it, that'll come off the board within the first like ten picks. Mm-hmm. You know, agree. So, mm-hmm. but with that, Justin Herbert is leaving Oregon. Yes. So we're a little vulnerable there. I don't know what we're gonna do. We always pull something out of the hat. Yes. Over there. Uh, we did. I did find out that we do have some returning seniors who juniors who are going to be seniors this year. So our okay. offensive line will be stout. Better. Yeah, it will still be stout. OK, so I'm OK with that. So even if you take a hit with an inexperienced quarterback, it'll still fill in the gaps because you have people who can defend you. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that they have uh, a solid quarterback like backup prospect at least coming in. They do. Because they're, I mean, right now it looks like Mario Cristobal has it cooking up there in Eugene, Oregon. And y'all just hired, I saw today, um, the former Mississippi state head coach that they just fired Joe Moorhead, who was actually like an offensive guru before he became the Mississippi state head coach. Yeah. And I don't think he was bad. mm -mm. I don't think he was bad at all. No. So that'll be really interesting to see. Wasn't he there that... when uh, – what's his name was there? The quarterback for uh, the Cowboys? Cowboys? Dak? Yeah, for Dak. Uh, I don't know if he loves Dak like that, but oh, okay. um, I don't I don't think he was. I forget where he was before, but um, Joe Moorhead, that is. But I know Dan Mullen was there uh, when Dak, Dak okay. was the player. Uh, Dan Mullen was the coach. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the SEC, so you have – the two Mississippi schools, Ole Miss, got a new head coach. Yes, they did. The lane train is pulling into the station. Oh, awesome. He's going to be like, uh, I'm really good. Uh, I want to go ahead and get some offense going over here. Uh, I hate Coach Saban. <laughs> Dude, I just can't wait to see Saban run over him. Ooh, he's going to uh, but yes, and then Mississippi State, like I said, they fired Joe Moorhead, and they hired I, yes. Mike Leach, the walking soundbite coach. Yes, he is a uh, comedian. <laughs> it is going to be so great having him in the SEC. It's going to be amazing. Yes. I'm excited. And he's actually a really good coach. That's probably the most underrated coach, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, out of like the entire country. No. So... I agree. Uh, so, guys, we gave you just like a little bit of a taste of college football. What's just been going on? What what we have to look forward to? Um, Kyle, do you have any closing thoughts on this segment? Um, I did also want to mention that the Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm, State Farm, mm-hmm. uh, he is he's also decided to declare for the draft. Okay. So that means that UGA is in, in a weird position. That so. They actually did bring in a um, graduate transfer from, from Wake Forest. Wake I Forest, that, yeah. yes, who's supposed to be good, but dual threat. Yeah, and those are very hit or miss when you get a transfer in like that because they He's either from an ACC school though. That's my thing, bro. This is the SEC. 
SEC. SEC. And so I'm very interested to see how they deal with that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Florida is my pick for the SEC East next year. Okay. And I got Bama at the SEC West. So I got a Florida-Bama. Uh, Rivalry again. Yes, okay. in, the, in the championship game. That's fair. Um, outside of that, I don't know. I'm interested to see how Justin Fields has with another season under his belt, see if they get better or worse because they're losing their running back. J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State is going to the draft, and they're losing their best defensive player. He's going to the draft, so it's like, are they going to be able to reload? Because really, I don't know. we'll find out because they're going to play Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be like, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there, my dude. Ducks fly together. <laughs> Ducks fly together. Jeez. All right, guys. Speaking of guys, I don't know if y'all caught this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were live thanks to our great and wonderful benefactor, Jay McCann. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. So we did a live Facebook broadcast from the, the Hawks, Atlanta Hawks State Farm State uh, Arena. And uh, after, in the middle of the third quarter, guys, we were in a really awesome suite. This lady comes by with a cart. And you're like, what's going on here? Is this a bocce or something? And so she's like, um, are you guys interested in cheese? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I was going to make you guys like cheese, cheese, boards. cheese boards. And you're like, what? <laughs> so it's like guacamole live and on the border, but with cheese. It was on point. Dude, it was Stupendous. so good. Like cheeses you ain't never heard of. Yeah. Literal honeycombs. Like they she must have had a bee station under the cart somewhere because it's like <laughs> like dripping the actual comb. I'd never seen it before. It was so, good. It was very sweet. Thank was, you again, Jay, for that. Yes, it was an experience, Jay. Kudos. Let's just give him a salute. Clap, clap, bravo, and a glass of Moscato. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what reminded me of that, but I just had to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yes, thank you, Jay. Appreciate that. Preach. All right, on our next segment, we're going to get into the NFL playoffs. Whoa. Playoffs. 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 <laughs> yeah, playoffs. We'll be right back. Snap back to reality. Up oh, there goes gravity. I don't really actually know the rest of that verse, but uh, palms are sweaty like mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I don't even know. Snap back to reality. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome back to I'll Tell You What. And we're going to talk about some NFL guys. So what's been popping, sir? The regular season has ended. It's ended? The challengers have separated themselves from the pack. Mm-hmm. The playoffs have begun. So we've got on the docket, guys, we have, sorry, that's me swallowing. It's that that peanut butter. I'm telling you. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> we got the Packers versus the 49ers and the Titans versus the Chiefs. So 
you know how I feel about the Packers. Go Packers, go! <laughs> so go back, go. Yeah, <laughs> you don't that include the ERS. Okay? <laughs> go back, go. <laughs> you went with a hard R on the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Um, so I'm really feeling the Packers right now. I so, think they're looking good. And I told you they were going to be good at the beginning of the season. You doubted me. You just didn't like the – what is that guy's name, their coach? Uh, LaFleur. Yeah, I was going to uh, say Peter LaFleur. Shove it in your – what is it? Shove it up your pie hole, hole LaFleur. LaFleur. <laughs> Dodgeball, great movie. Go see it. Yes, please do. Um, so they're doing all right. Chiefs coming real, back. Real quick, mm-hmm. uh, just as we mentioned the teams. Uh, so the Packers, they were in the divisional round. They had a first-round bye week. So they did not have to play in the wild card round. No. So uh, they were very well rested. They played the Seahawks this past weekend in the divisional playoff round. Um, jumped out to an early lead. Uh, a Rod provided the goods. Had uh, I believe it was three touchdown tosses, uh, just under three hundred yards for him. And they uh, they they jumped out to a twenty eight fourteen lead. And the Seahawks scored in the fourth to bring it and make it very close. Yeah, but they could not uh, capitalize. In in the Packers did not score in in that fourth, so they really did let it slip through their fingers. (laughs) Um, so that slipping and sliding, slipping and sliding, and then they're playing. The Packers will be playing the 49ers. Yes, next week in the NFC Championship game. Now the 49ers were the other team that got a first round bye week for. The wild so card round. So they what didn't you're have to. saying is who's going to be actually awake, if you feel me. Well, they did. They had their they had their game uh, against the divisional opponent last week. The but, 49ers did. But I still think like they might be sluggish. Sluggish. You know what I mean? It's possible. <clears throat> it's possible. You'd be surprised. You'd be I, very surprised. I do not have as much faith in the 49ers. Um but I mean, I saw them play last week. They uh, so they beat. They did play the Minnesota Vikings last week in the divisional round, and Minnesota has a very good defense. But they were shredding Minnesota. Oh, they I were, know like, we were into some TMNT. Yeah, dude, shredder. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen in this NFC Championship game between Green Bay. And San Francisco. Okay. You have, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are going to be on Green Bay. I think Aaron's going to come out. He's got a lot to prove if he's still an elite quarterback or if he's still got it. This is actually just going to solidify himself for his Hall of Fame bid. This is very important for him because he's coming off of his ex-coach and they're actually performing. So it just shows overall that it was, it the, was coach. the coach, not the organization. Ooh. So that's why I was saying. You don't think they have better players now? No. They do. No. They have like a top top five running back in the league now. Top five. I believe his back. name is Aaron. The running back, y'all. Yeah. His I know his last name's Jones. I want to say his first name's Aaron, which would be two Aarons. A Aaron. <laughs> so they did not have that last year. Okay. They did not have that last year. <laughs> they did not. I'm telling you. So I'll run- tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. No, a running game helps immensely. I know, I know, I know, I know. 
<laughs> but I just I feel <laughs> like look at him dismissing it. I know, whatever, idiot. <laughs> no, I just feel as though that's why this is so critical right now, and that's why he's got that mojo going. You know, like it's it's all like he's trying to look at the bigger picture for himself, and I am inclined. Shouldn't he be trying to play hard all the time? He should. But now this is more on showing why he needs to be paid continuously at this point. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Look at you over here like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I do think that they will win. Um, and then they will bring – they will actually fire Aaron Rodgers after this game, even though they're going to win it. And they're going to bring back Brett Favre for the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he's going to be like, yeah, woo! He's got, and all the wide receivers are going to be like, my hands hurt. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, <laughs> my hands hurt. He's like, oh, really? Because now your back's going to hurt. Because you just pulled landscaping, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, how do you feel about the Titans versus the Chiefs Ooh, on the other side? Right? I mean, that is a real surprise matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so much the Chiefs. The Chiefs, or as I like to call them, the Chefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were kind of expected to be in this position. However, they were expected to go against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, But the Titans, they won their wild card round against, guess who? I don't know. Who is it, Kyle? Uh, some call him the GOAT. I call him Tommy B. Others call it Billy B's team. The NFL? They just call them the Patriots. Patriots. That's a really good lead up to that. I was just making a joke. <laughs> so, yeah, the Titans, and I know that was a roundabout way of saying, but the Titans in the wild card round, guys, they played the Patriots. And it was considered one of them, supposed to be one of the more lopsided games in the playoffs. The Patriots were supposed to blow them out. And they didn't. They did not. Tommy B did not play his best game. And he hasn't been playing this year. I, sorry to interrupt you. This year, I just don't think the Patriots had the juju, dude. Apparently not. And and I'll say that too. You don't even it, have to guess on that. They definitely didn't. <laughs> well, no, no. Didn't they have that stat? Like, if Nick Saban doesn't qualify, usually. It, no, I'm serious. Like, it, there's some well, weird stat where both of them. I don't know there. because he literally has every. We've been in every playoff. Except for this year, Alabama. I and mean. that's what I'm saying. It's like usually one of the two. So like if Saban qualifies, then Bill does for some odd reason. So this, uh, this is a fun stat for you. Okay. Okay. It's I mean, a I weird, can it. Weird stat. Weird stat. Weird yeah. stat alert. So um, <clears throat> continue. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I was just going to say um, the Titans defense played really well. But the main reason that the Titans are doing well in these playoffs Derrick Henry, the running back for the Titans. The running back, y'all. The former Heisman winner from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Maybe that's why I talked about Nick Saban, by the way, too. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He has been on a tear in these playoffs. Actually, a historic run. No one's ever done this. So he Big Tuss. Yeah. In in that Patriots game, he rushed for over 180 yards and then caught a few balls to get himself at over 200 all-purpose yards. Um, He's feeling it. Yeah. And so when you're running it like that, and we saw it at Alabama when he did it, you keep the ball the whole time. So you're just slowly moving down the field. And then when the opposing offense gets the ball back, they're cold because they haven't had the ball in like 20 minutes. Yep. You know, after the drive plus the commercial. 
So then they get the ball. They throw a couple incompletions. The defense is rested, so they're just like, SWAT! And then you you give it right back to Derrick Henry, and he goes, you know, and it just it's a domino effect. And he's done that in that Patriots game when they won, and then just the next game when they played the Ravens this past weekend, they did the exact same thing. They just slowly are marching down the field. Remind me what the coach's name is for the Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel, former Patriots linebacker. So played for Bill. Very crazy to and with Tom. Very, very crazy to look at this, guys. But the Titans are. It started with benching Marcus Mariota. Yeah, their season was garbage. Mm-hmm. They sat him, put in a new quarterback who's not even very good. Not even that good. This team has revamped. Literally, a a turnaround. But you know why? So when they were with Marcus, Marcus's strength is running like plays out of the shotgun, more like misdirection, and he's trying to do like play action out of the shotgun. And that's just not like the strength of a team that plays like heavy defense. So when they switch to Tannehill, he's not as talented. So they basically just line Tannehill up under center and they that's just a more advantageous run formation. So they can run it every play and not feel bad about like doing it with Marcus. Oh yeah. And so that just creates that whole team dynamic changes. You know what I mean? They yeah. always have the mindset. The, pl- the mindset is just like, all right, well we got it now. Right. Yeah. We're not trying to score on every play. All no. we're trying to do is get some yards, get some first downs. Cause as long as we have the ball, they don't, you know, I feel you bro. So anyway, no, 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 you're good. Um, so, again, kudos to Derrick Henry. Let's give him two claps. Two claps this time. Um, you know, for having that awesome performance that he's been on. I really am rooting for the Packers and Titans, actually, overall, to see them in the Super Bowl. Just That'd be saying. pretty cool. Yeah. I definitely don't care for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just don't like them. I mean, it does. they do have my homes. Awesome. Yeah. My homie. Yeah. So, uh, but do you think, on my closing thought for you, do you think that they, <laughs> Derek Henry, is going to have another game? I mean, a performance? I'm interested to see. I would think so, but I mean, surely after these two games, the Chiefs cannot, like, they have to basically blitz. I would say you have to blitz every player you might leave one safety back you're just you can't in good conscience allow derrick henry to run for that many yards because you know the titans cannot throw the ball like okay. why i'm surprised that bill after the first half didn't, didn't change, change. they both were too proud and the ravens they were like no we're gonna we're gonna play them straight up we don't want to get beat with the pass we want to like keep them in front of us no, nope. this is not a good move. <laughs> no, because he's gonna just no. run all over you. Doesn't matter. You like even that plays that are designed to stop the run. He's still running through those. So you have to you have to basically play a run stopping defense. Not like oh, well, well, we're just gonna try and stop it. No, you have to like <laughs> blitz everybody because there's no reason not to. Yeah. Like if you get beat with a pass. Tip your hat. At least you get the ball back sooner. That's true. You know what I mean? That's very true. You got me there. You got me on that one. So, so but I mean, they probably won't. 
They'll probably let him run all over him. <laughs> That's what. And he's going to be like, Bah! King and Ray! Ah! <laughs> hey, guys. Well, on our next segment, we're going to talk some NBA. And uh, that's it for what we have for NFL. That's uh, true. Yes. Can't wait to see what happens this weekend on I'll Tell You What. Coming to you live from the studio, Kevin Harlan here. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to I'll Tell You What. We've got some NBA, and we're going to talk about this real quick, guys. So, a great legend has passed, and his name is David Stern. He offered a lot to the NBA over the years. Would you agree, Kyle? Yes, the former commissioner, Mm -hmm. NBA commissioner from, I believe, the mid 80s through the, um, you know, early 2010s. Yeah. So Stern is credited with increasing the popularity of the NBA. Uh, He's also been. Uh, credited with developing and broadening the NBA's audience as well, especially internationally. He helped uh, set up the Women's National Basketball Association. The WNBA. And the NBA G League. Mm -hmm. Um, So under under Stern, the NBA launched their digital presence as well on NBA.com. And they got the league pass. Like, they just internationally blew up because of this man. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't all just in one move. I would say that it was over the process of some years. So what he did to help was instead of like marketing teams, he helped by marketing players instead, which had never been done. So he talked about like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. So in the 84 draft, uh, that's when Jordan pretty much like was starting to come into rise. You know what I mean? Kyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Woo! <laughs> so in particular, when Jordan came in, it brought in a new era of commercial to the NBA. That was like the first big wave. So Stern helped usher in a new wave of that by shoe contracts. Sure. So, he helped uh, that just because we were talking about Jumpman. Mm-hmm. That was Jordan's brand and Nike, which mm-hmm. helped give the league more national attention. Um, he gave uh, also helped the rule be lifted for professional athletes to participate in the Olympics, which led to the Dream Team. The Dream NBA Team. Too. So that helped as well. It. It was uh he's long story short guys he definitely was a great guy but he also had some like back ended things that he didn't like where or players didn't like such as the dress code being fixed you know your boy Allen Iverson was like I feel like David Stern's attacking me <laughs> personally by this rule mm. when in actuality he was just like I think we should just wear suit and ties we pay you enough just do it. <laughs> so, so that's one thing that really the the main thing I'll remember David Stern for is so the NBA when he kind of came in 
it was really known as like a league of thugs because it was in almost every game. It was like hockey. There was like a fight. Yep. But there was like the racial aspect of it. So people would not like respect it. They just thought it was like a bunch of people like, you know, gang gangsters just having a fight Mm -hmm. the whole time. And it wasn't easily marketable in that fashion. And David knew the game of basketball, it was popular in the college game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he thought, surely we can make this, you know, more popular at the NBA level and we can bring in these big audiences and we can get more sponsors, more money, all that. And all you need to do is have like simple but strict enforceable rules. And he was very adamant about that and made sure that if there were people that were a problem or didn't, you know, respect those rules, he w- they were they just weren't allowed to play in the league because the the deal is this is a job. This is not, you know, when we're you know, we're your employer, these are the rules of conduct. Yeah. You will follow these rules. Mm-hmm. And nobody had really done that before because it was like they just were give the players whatever because they were doing all the work, you yeah. know, and they knew they were good so they could do whatever. And David just didn't Clean give in. Yeah. He said, look, this is going to be the best thing for all of us. I know you really want to fight this guy in the moment, but is that like worth giving up potentially millions of dollars? dollars. Exactly. So I do credit him with that because he had, you know, the, the will to actually do that when a lot of people in that time didn't. So that's um, off. He also uh, had a deputy, Adam Silver, who is now the commissioner the commish. of the NBA. And I think he did a good job mentoring and just showing him the ropes of what should be expected. I think Adam's doing a good job personally at his job right oh, now yeah. at this current moment. I so, think so. But just so you guys know, because you're like, oh, how did he pass away? He actually had a brain hemorrhage. Uh and he died on New Year's Day mm. um, at the age of 77. He was a little young. And it was crazy because this man, again, did a lot of work for the NBA, put in that effort, showed everybody, like Kyle said, roped people in, got people addicted, really showed what the potential was for NBA. And right. I think that's why the NBA is way more successful than the NFL in popularity and just anything in general is because of his influence and how he implemented simple rules. Like Kyle said, sure. That just went beyond. He just knew that basketball is the easiest game for a fan to just start watching. It's exciting. There's very few lulls. There's constant action. You know, it's very exclusive. Like you said Mm -hmm. earlier in an episode, sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah. You are point blank on the Floor. Right. So, if, if you mm-hmm. make the ball go in the basket, you score points. Mm-hmm. You know, if the if you make the other person miss a basket, they don't score points. Like it's yep. very simple. And if you knock somebody down, that's a foul. Like yep. it makes sense. So mm-hmm. he knew that, and he saw the the ability to bring in that that big audience, and anybody can pick up a basketball and go shoot. Exactly. So it has that relatability as well. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can just pick up a football. And grab 21 of their closest friends and play a game, you know? That's very true. So. That's very true. Rest in peace, David Stern. 
DS. <clears throat> um, so moving forwards, though, uh, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right. The LA Lakers. Lake Show. Lake Show doing really well. Doing some big things out there, right, Kyle? Oh, big things. Real big things, John. Oh, real Back big to things, you. yes. Oh, yes, 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 they are. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> still not quite his biggest fan i will tell you that right Uh-oh. now well you know that was my biggest question hey, yeah. on the topic <laughs> the lakers are number one in the west yes. we're about halfway through the season. season and they have to pay him now because his contract originally stated that he Who? was dwight howard mm-hmm. uh that he was i don't know how you explain this it was like a play for hire essentially yeah i think he just had like a, a 30-day contract that was voidable at any point at any point right and i don't think they it was didn't, 30 days it was like 90 days because they said it's not guaranteed unless like we deem it is and right so he actually played up to the standard and they're clearly they're winning so you gotta pay the man mm-hmm. so this is just a good move overall unfortunately i have to admit that by genie bus and you know rob Palinka, the executives up there in the office. I'm yes. really proud of them. I really am proud of them also for rejuvenating that city. And now it's a battle, honestly, for who really owns LA. And you know that too, between the Clippers and the Lakers. So I, I got to give them kudos for coming back. This is the time right now for that. So yeah. Um, now, Anthony Davis has been battling some back injuries. I'm not really worried about that. I know you, you're kind of like hit or miss on Anthony Davis. I just he's played. Let me just say, like, on my for from my perspective, Anthony Davis has done a very good job in LA, and I think it is a thousand percent because of LeBron James. Okay, so just seeing him play in New Orleans for the Pelicans, and then seeing him play in LA with LeBron, it's like night and day difference. Night and day because in it he doesn't have that pressure of being quote-unquote best player on the team so lebron bears all the pressure and all the responsibility for the team so if they lose it's lebron's fault it's not ad's fault nope you know so that frees anthony davis to just be able to play which to me just shows how good of a player he can be yes you know so hopefully this experience of playing with lebron will just unlock his mind and it'll just allow him to access that ability from when LeBron eventually doesn't play with him. Yeah, that, that's very true. Right now he's averaging 27.1 points per game. So that's a really – What about the rebounds? That's I don't know game. about his rebounds. I, I'm not that like legit on it. I'm <laughs> sure I can find it. I'm just kidding. It's actually 9.4 per game. So he's okay. 19th in the NBA. So that's pretty good. I mean, so I, I mean, he's playing very well. He's playing within the flow of the offense. Great defender great rim protector so i'll say he's he's definitely impressed me this season i was on the fence on if he would be a good addition if he could play well you know with the right players yeah because he is a good player he just it when it comes to winning then that's what i was going to talk about later if we if we get time to talk about the hawks there's a difference between being a good player and being a good player that is also a winner Yes. You know what I mean? Agreed. Huge difference. Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. That's a prime example of it. No, I agree. Yeah. So I would say 
another example of that right now would be Kyle Kuzmic. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what's going on with him. So uh, with Anthony Davis being out with that back injury, um, Kyle has definitely picked up a little bit of the slack. He is – he reminds me more than anybody I've seen outside of maybe Russell yeah. um, Westbrook. Agreed. That is – fearless on the offensive end he does he wants to take the shots right now he understands that he has lebron james anthony davis kobe hatchak you know like he's going to allow those players to do their thing but the second that they give him the ball and they're like we need you to do this he's like i got it on it (laughs) you know like he doesn't like he's excited to do it like wants to do it has a lieutenant yeah. Literally like, yes, general. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. So he's definitely been picking up the slack. I know uh, LeBron had to sit because of a minor injury the other night. And so they didn't have AD or LeBron. And oh, I forget who they play, but it was a playoff Cavs. team. Okay. Uh, they just played them two days ago. Yeah, the Cavs. Okay. But yeah, sorry. I know what you're talking about. But it was, yeah. And I mean, Kyle carried them like. You could tell he, if he, if they allow. I think it was the Thunder. Yeah. That's who it was. And the Thunder are a playoff team. They're like fifth in the West or something right mm-hmm. now. So anyway, I'm just saying he's going to be really good uh, down the road. And I think in the playoffs, you'll see how valuable he really is. I think he's going to be like the Kyrie of the Lakers. Speaking as as- of Kyrie, he just came back from his injury. Uh, and he is back on the floor. Mm-hmm. We're really proud to see that. Great athlete. Great overall ball handler. We'll see what happens with the Nets for the rest of their season. Yeah. Are they going to uh, put Kevin Durant in a hyperbolic time chamber so that he can heal faster? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Dragon Ball Z reference. Y'all. Dragon Ball Z. So let me run this by you guys real quick. So you've got the top eight teams right now in the East are going to be Milwaukee Bucks sitting at 36 and 6. The Boston Celtics at 27 and 11. Miami Heat 27 and 12. Toronto Raptors 25 and 14. Indiana Pacers 25 and 15. Philadelphia 76ers 25 and 16. Orlando Magic 19 and 21. (laughs) And Brooklyn Nets 18 and 21. So they still are in contention. That's why I said, I wonder what's going to happen now that he's back. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, on the flip side of that, let's do the West real quick. So you got the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers at one, obviously. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that, thirty-three and seven. You have the Utah Jazz at twenty-eight and twelve. Uh, Denver, Our number two, yeah, number two. Denver Nuggets at number three, twenty-seven and twelve. Clippers at Los Angeles, twenty-eight and thirteen. The Houston Rockets at twenty-six and thirteen. That's number five. Dallas Mavericks, <laughs> number six, 25 and 15. Number seven is going to be OKC at 23 and 17. And then the Memphis Grizzlies at 19 and 22. And they are at 0.463 for uh, their winning percentage. So they're not even a 500 team. Nope. So very interesting right there. Both on both sides of the league. Yeah, West and East. Totally. That. Um, Who I'm pleasantly surprised right now is not ranked and should be San Antonio. Mm, San Antonio. And Portland. So we're coming up on it uh, as far as the all-star break. 
And usually, statistically speaking, <laughs> if your team has not pushed to get into the top eight by then, it generally does not happen. So this is a good benchmarker for uh, pushes. So just to give you a little bit more insight, guys, the San Antonio Spurs and Portland Trailblazers are at 17 wins uh, each. So San Antonio is at 17 and 21, and then Portland is at 17 and 24. So Mm -hmm. they both have a shot. We'll see what happens on that part. Just, Just some food for thought for some wiggle room. Wiggle room, wiggle room, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Um, so Kyle, uh, do you have anything you want to say about the NBA right now? I don't think so. I mean, I was going to talk a little bit about the all-star voting, but yeah. it's, it's pretty much your usual suspects. Probably the two major differences for the Western conference, the leading vote getter for guards is Luka Doncic, believe it or not, at over a million votes. Mm-hmm. And then the leading a vote getter for the guards on the Eastern Conference. Big surprise in my mind, Trey Young. Ooh. At just over 400,000 votes. Okay. So interesting that people are taking notice of the two uh, sophomores, if you will. Um, we'll see how they do in the actual all-star game. Um, so it's kind of crazy that you talk about Luca because Luca was supposed to be on the Hawks. When we drafted him. Yeah. So. And the to me, the ba- major difference between Luka and Trey is Luka's team is a playoff team right now. Oh, the yeah. Mavericks. And both of those teams were really bad when they got drafted. So clearly, Mark Cuban and the Mavericks. Much better. Are right. much better. Are Yeah, they're doing better. It's not debatable. And the Hawks are the last place team in the entire NBA. Right so now, maybe, it's really dumb. Yeah. So it looks like they need to fix their approach to the league and just what they're doing. This is not, this is their plan is not working clearly. See, and like I want to write off the Hawks, but why should I have, like, that I live in the city? Like, I should be able to root for my team. But when my team's owner and my team's general manager are literally, on purpose making us have Tanking. bad teams because they want to get highly rated college Talent. players. Mm-hmm. How how long did it take Giannis Antetokounmpo to be an MVP? Like six Two years. years. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? You're trying to build for the future. Anybody that's on a rookie contract, it expires after four years, moron. They're going <laughs> to leave because your team sucks. Mm-hmm. Get better now, now, not years later. It's so crazy. It's dumb. The mentality. Okay. Fuzzy. I'm going to rub the fuzzies here. Yeah. The fuzzy. Rub, just rub it. Rub, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we'll catch you guys on our next segment on I'll, I'll Tell You What. And welcome back to I'll I'll Tell You What. Guys, we've had an amazing show. And I do have to tell you guys, we really appreciate you guys listening. And we are nothing if it wasn't for you. And we do have to give one more big shout out to Jay McCann, who's helped us as far as like tickets for some of our opportunities. Yeah. For our show. Absolutely. Just want to give another round of applause to the man. Round of applause. 
off. <laughs> um, guys, so this is uh, a little bit of change of pace for us. Whoa, we, change of pace. What's going on? Change of pace. <laughs> we usually, we used to have this segment dedicated strictly for esports, but we've been changing it up more for pop culture. Isn't that right, Kyle? That is absolutely correct, John, because, you know, I think we do enjoy esports and, um, I just don't think like some the broader audience kind of gets what we're talking about sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just for the sake of keeping them interested, um, you know, and ourselves as well, we decided to kind of morph this into more of like a pop culture, like what's going on. What's going like, on? Yeah, like what's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, so we kind of morphed into like movies music like you know what's Uh happening so today or this week they released the uh oscar nominated movies for best picture please tell me what's on that list please lay it down lay it down lay it down all right (laughs) so on that list um, very interesting. I've seen a few of these movies. So we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. That was the movie. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, with yes. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yes. You also had uh, a movie called Parasite. Now, this one was very interesting to me. I didn't get a chance to see it. Apparently, it's a Korean movie. So it is going to be in subtitles. Yes. But apparently, it's like, blow you away good. Mm. Like, I've heard from people that I trust that it's very much worth watching. Yeah. You have the Netflix film, The Irishman, which is eight years long. I did watch <laughs> that. I will just go ahead and tell you I enjoyed it, but it is not, in my opinion, an, uh, a contender uh-huh. uh, for Best Picture. You have the movie 1917, which I recently saw. Me and Krista did uh, okay. last night, believe it or not. And I, I was telling you earlier, I would give it like a low A, maybe like a 91, 92. Oh, okay. Out of 100. So per- very, very good. Uh, very cool. Uh, I don't know if cinematography is the correct word, but they use the um, long shot very well. So it's like the whole movie is basically one long scene, which I think <laughs> is very cool. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Do you have the list in front of you? No, I do not. Okay. Well, those are the main well, ones. I have like oh, list. Marriage Story, that other Netflix. That's movie. what I was gonna say. I have a list of the most popular movies right now that yeah. was of 19. So you had The Irishman, like you said, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Marriage Story, The Farewell, The Joker, The Joker. That yeah. was the other one. And you saw The Joker, yeah. The Souvenir, Pain and Glory. Uh, what is that? Book Smart, uh, <laughs> Book Mid Somar, uh, Somar at Asta, uh, Astra. <laughs> I can never say that one. <laughs> so, uh, Avengers Infinity. But th- we had a brief discussion on this, guys, without y'all, but we'll go ahead and bring that back up. So, outside of sci fi, y'all, we really, really, really ranked at Astra, Avengers. And uh, what was the last one? Star Wars. Star Wars as top films of 2019. But they probably will not see any of the fame and glory that some of these other films will. But it is a notable mention that we talk about that, you know? Right. 
<clears throat> it's it's almost like uh, the the people that vote on it or the Academy or whatever they just they don't even consider those movies the big movies like Avengers or Star Wars because they just don't see them as uh, movies that people can objectively evaluate cause because everybody wants niche. to see it right. Yeah. It's like you're gonna see it no matter what, and people are already huge fans, uh-huh. so they're just not going to. The one exception I will say to that was like the Lord of the Rings movies, and that always bothered me because I felt like, why are we giving them special treatment? Like they were really good movies, just like Star Wars or just like the Avengers, any of those movies. Dude, so true. why do why does Lord of the Rings get all this consideration? I are don't they, know. It's almost like maybe he like. You know, Peter Jackson's really good friends with some of them or so something. So you rub someone's back like, hey there. Kind of like Martin Scorsese, the director of The Irishman. I saw it. It was like very stereotypical, like mobster movie, but not even very good because you use really old actors yep. and then you try to use CGI to make them seem like they were younger. But they're still moving at the speed of yesteryear. So how in the world am I supposed <laughs> to make that like a believable story? Like. Just use younger people. What's your problem? <laughs> like, you don't have to use Joe Pesci. Joe okay? Pesci. <laughs> or I De like Niro. It. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, use one of them as an old character in the film and then use the younger people to, like, bring it along. Anyway, it just bothers me that there's, like, that double standard. Very true. Very, very, very true. Well, uh, what would you say was your overall, I think, your overall pick movie? And I think your overall pick for 2019 was star wars correct if i had to pick one that yeah i enjoyed the most it to me i i would probably have star wars as 1a and endgame as 1b but they were both i literally i would flip that for me yeah honestly yeah (laughs) but i mean that's the thing is like those were the movies that we were most anticipating and to me neither disappointed no they didn't you know what i mean and it was like i felt that exhilaration of going to the movies from those two more than any other film the whole year and i i will say though if i had to go with one that wasn't those that's on the list i might have to give it to the joker because Uh, it was yeah yeah, okay. it, I mean, just the whole movie was not really what anybody was expecting, yeah. but it still like blew everybody's mind because you were like, "Oh no way!" What? <laughs> yeah. So that would be my vote for okay. you. Uh, no, 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 I'd say ditto. Okay, I'm, I'm right there on the same boat. I, Fives. It was just <laughs> like a slight flip flop. So I enjoyed Endgame more than I enjoyed Star Wars. Right. Uh, but you can tell clearly that we are both sci-fi fans and we yeah. enjoy, you know, that culture. So it was just, I think I enjoyed, uh, what's it called? More, uh, Endgame more, only mm-hmm. for the purpose that it had all the superheroes in it. Right. And Star Wars is just more of like light versus dark and we just want to know what's you know, going to happen. What's gonna happen. <laughs> so, yeah. With this, it was interesting, and I'm. We obviously talked about this in one of our episodes. No spoilers, but mm-hmm. I enjoy a good time traveling movie. So, Time Heist was really good to have to time finish. Heist. You know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah, to yeah. finish off Endgame versus in. Uh, well, I can't really talk about that. It's a little still a little too new for Star Wars. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to like. Whatever you guys have seen it, so we'll oh, yeah. just talk no, about this cool. debate real yeah. quick. So. Versus Star Wars, which was just more of like we found out the backstory of Rey, 
which was good. And we were yeah. looking for that, but we had like suspicions, but it was not the suspicion that we thought it was. So it was right. a little bit of misdirection there. Yeah. So it was good in that aspect, but I did not like that the main character was, you know, you, your character today. Oh. <laughs> Execute order 66. <laughs> that was the main character of the film. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I was really more annoyed that he just popped up. He's the world's greatest hide and seek player. <laughs> like, clearly he wins. So, yeah. uh, it just annoyed me on that part. But, yeah. I just thought he that character was dead. I will just say that. <laughs> I, I really thought he was I just dead. Totally thought he was dead. I totally thought he was dead. And I was like, but then you're all about this Darth Maul reboot. Dude, I want Maul. He but was the he's truth. Dead. He was a better character. He's dead. Much better character. He was in it for like five seconds. I know. I still but say though, definitely top top three fight scene. Yeah, agreed. Obi and Qui Gon versus Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Master Quiet! Stay in the cockpit. I'm tired. (laughs) And I can drop drop. (laughs) All right, y'all. We digest over here. Uh, It's been real. Um, It has been fun. Any parting shots? You guys, just remember that mental health is a real thing. Check in with your friends. Uh, just look after people, you know, that you really do love and care about. It's always good to just tell somebody, Hey man, you are loved. You don't know who needs to hear that. Or don't not. do it through a phone call or a text or a Facebook post. Go see them. Just go see them. Like, get outside. It's it, get unplugged. Yeah. I will tell you if mental health is all about unplugging and people exactly. think that they're like, Oh, well, I'm going to like connect with these people. No, 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 no. Don't connect online. I mean, you can, but that's not. If you're trying to mental health and like rejuvenate, you need human contact. You need to be outside in the real world. Just try and try to do some of that. Yeah, dude. I would just pass that along. I think 2020 is a great year to revitalize that for everybody. Just bring it back and just let it soak into yourself. Go hang out with people more often. Be more spontaneous and Go out, you know, don't settle for Instagram and don't post everything that you do. Just just have fun. Take the memories in your head. Right. Stop taking the picture on the phone. Right. So that's kind of one of my things for 2020 is just letting some of that go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you. That that was my like two cents. Sorry. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. You have anything like that? Oh, like that? Mm, I would say not particularly. I uh, I did recently watch the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. Yeah. Um, and I found that very interesting. Um, just remember, you know, you do have value just the way you are. You don't have to do anything differently. Be exactly who you are. You don't have to, you know, go above and beyond. But, I mean, just know that you are loved. Very true. You are loved. And guys, on that note, we love you. So <laughs> that's right. We just gotta tell you again, thank you. You guys have made this year or 2019 amazing. This is not the end. We're just giving you a shout out for saying thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yes. All right. Well, we'll see you soon on another exciting episode of I'll, I'll tell, tell you what. what?